Hey, this is Chris with Stars Go Dim, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with Chris Cleveland from Stars Go Dim. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, a podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. And boys, do I have a doozy for you today. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. A doozy. A doozy. So in California, some police officers got wrangled to rescue a escaped donkey named Kevin. This donkey, (laughs) it gets better. I don't think it's better. So the donkey was about four and a half feet tall. And this is from the police officer that ended up capturing him says, so there I was, I get there and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. His ears are pinned back and I'm thinking he's about to run. But like most people I deal with, he saw the mustache and he just said, I give up. <laughs> the donkey surrendered to the mustache. <laughs> Seems like the perfect name for a donkey. Yeah, I would have I would have never guessed it was Kevin. Yeah. So they had some they, <laughs> they had some help with neighbor neighbors feeding him some apples and the stash, of course. So was this a wild donkey, or <laughs> did it escape from somewhere? Or? It is es- escape. It was a skipped from somewhere. What? <laughs> well, this week we had the opportunity to sit down with Chris Cleveland from Stars Go Dim. So let's get into that interview. Well, Chris. First off, thanks for taking the time and just talking with us about Stars Go Dim. Really appreciate Absolutely, you. man. Yeah. So to get started, we have a few things in common. First is obviously our names. We both... Perfect names. Name Chris. <laughs> but then second, we both are the golden children. We are both the middle child. Yes. Okay. We are. <laughs> That's right. Are you the favorite too? I am no. the favorite. 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we come from five. Five. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm the firstborn. For us. I think you? it goes with the territory yeah. of being the middle child. Yeah. Well, you've got somebody that's gone before you and made all the mistakes, so you get a little <laughs> bit of a head start there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you got some younger kids that like mom and dad are having to make sure are still alive. So you're yeah. getting away with a little bit too. So it's just, yep. it's a little easier, I think, to be stuck in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that perfect medium, pun intended. That's right. So you covered on your Instagram, well, it wasn't on your Instagram. It might have been on your Instagram, but on your um, Spotify page, uh, you covered one of my all-time favorite songs of a few years back from one of my all-time favorite movies, The Greatest Showman, the song Never Enough. That song, after I heard that song, I came home and turned on YouTube and then listened to about 10 different other artists that covered it. And people were doing that, going home and just and just singing it because it's just one of those songs where you just want to 
belt out and sing, but I heard your song, oh. your, your, your cover. And I was like, wow. And so <laughs> you want to give us a little sample right here, right yeah, now? Yeah, I think it, <laughs> here the, uh, I think I did the same exact thing that like everybody else in the movie theater did, uh-huh. uh, which was heard this song, thought it was unreal. And, yeah. and for me, when I do cover songs, it's like, I like girls cover songs because uh-huh. uh, just to give it a little bit different flair. But as, as I was listening to it, I was like, man, this girl's just yelling at people. And I think I can do that. And, uh, <laughs> and honestly, the song took me into kind of this like crazy deep dive into musicals and the mm. writers and the singers and stuff, because the girl like in the movies, not the girl who was singing. So it was a girl named right. Lauren Allred, who was actually the voice and uh, and so I kind of went on this deep dive of all the singers and the writers, and um, it it was just it's incredible that whole thing because it's totally different than like what we do, um, and it's a whole different world. So I was really really intrigued by it. At some point, I think it'd be really fun to do a musical or something. I don't think I'd want to sing in one, but I would love to write one. And, yeah. Uh, uh, but I love that song. As soon as I heard it, it's like, oh, I, I need to do a version of this. I think I can, I think I can yell like this girl, and it might sound <laughs> decent. You you achieved it. <laughs> Come on, man, I'll take it. Thank you. So speaking of doing some deep diving on different things, I went deep um, on stalking Ooh. you. Uh, Let's go. I went all the way back to MySpace. Woo! MySpace still up? It is partially, partially (laughs) still up. It is partial. Wow! Is the start good? So I found, dug up some sweet memorial. Whoa! I am sad to say that all the songs that you all had there are no longer Uh playable. Like they just the files are corrupt. We, t- we we looked on YouTube, everything. We couldn't find them for anything. I mean, I even called oh, a guy on, on Market Street trying to get some songs from him from you, and he wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's amazing. I bet my dad has about seven of those CDs in the console of his truck. You know, he'd be happy to give you one. It'd be great. Yeah, Sweet so, Memorial. That was like the first real band, I think, that yeah. me and my brother were in with one of my friends. We had two other guys in the band. Two guys named Daniel, Daniel Robinson, Daniel uh, Yarborough. And Daniel Yarborough is still one of my best friends. He played with me in Stars uh, for a lot mm-hmm. of years. And over uh, COVID, kind of had to take a real job like so many people did in music. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we played like piano rock music. It was it was like yeah. really like, a, like um, Phantom of the Opera kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm, okay, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like Muse meets... I don't know uh, what's that um, kind of rock opera music. Jesus uh, Christ Christmas. Superstar. Oh, <laughs> there's like a uh, what do they call the Trans Siberian Orchestra? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you know it's kind of like along those vibes, like real heavy. Yeah, you know, I don't know what we were doing. We we're just messing around. Although, like, and and I think the songs are really horrible. But I remember a couple of years ago listening back with the songs to Daniel with my friend Daniel when he was playing with me and uh and I just remembered like yeah these aren't the best songs but there was something creatively about the songs like I didn't know how to write a song mm-hmm. and so there were no limits 
And so there was this creativity to it that I was like, oh man, I really miss that, you know, kind yeah. of thing of it. But those were really good, really good years. And then yeah. Stars Go Dim came along and Sweet Memorial was no more. Yeah. So how did the start of uh, Stars Go Dim happen? So, uh, long story long, um, <laughs> in 2000, I'm get it's probably the same year. Um, I, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma originally. And some of my friends were in this band called Pillar, which is a Christian rock band. And they were doing an acoustic showcase Fireproof. in Nashville. That's right. You know. Um, so they were doing an acoustic showcase uh, at this place in um, in Nashville called SIR. And there's a bunch of different bands and stuff. But um, they asked me to come in and play piano and kind of put all of their rock songs to piano. And then I was kind of singing background um, for Rob while he was singing. And um, so two things came out of this. Maybe actually three. Um, we we played with um, like a 17 or 18 year old kid named Leland, who was about to release a record that just blew all of our minds. Like I'm sta- standing there listening to like Sound of Melodies and like, oh yeah. my gosh, you know. So that's that's the time frame that we're in, and so wow. he's blowing my mind. But we play the show and it was fun and um, and. At the soundboard is this guy who gives me a call a few weeks later because he had just taken this job at this church called Asbury in Tulsa, and they need a worship leader. And he Mm -hmm. called me, and I eventually went on to work there for over a decade and was in charge of their music, kind of changed the trajectory of my life. And um, maybe the week after that, um, Pillar's bus broke down. And there were a few of them in a van and they were talking about wanting to start this pop side project. And they were like, well, who can sing for this thing? They're like, what about the guy who filled in for us, you know, (laughs) last week? He could sing pretty good. And so around the same time, they called me and were like, hey, do you want to do this side project thing? And I was still doing Sweet Memorial and stuff. And so I took it to my guys. I was like, hey, the woman is kind of sing for this thing. You guys cool with it? And so we started just writing songs. And it was uh, me, a guy named Joey Avalos, were the main songwriters. And so we were writing kind of these love songs that, um, you know, uh, I don't know, we're just writing love songs. And then there was a guy named Mike Wittig who played bass um, for Pillar. And he was kind of like the the gasoline behind all of it that kind of made it work. And then Lester Estelle was a drummer and so he came and he produced the records and he played drums a few times but he was always like way better than us he's a drummer for kelly clarkson now so he's like on television shows and still does that but he's played he's literally one of the best drummers in the world and um so that's how it started our uh we put songs on myspace like in 2007 and became one of the biggest kind of bands on myspace at the time kind of blew up into being one of the biggest independent bands in the country. Um, Our first show was with Switchfoot, which was crazy. Our second show was with Chris Daughtry. He'd just come off of like uh, American Idol. And, uh, And that's kind of, I mean, we just went to the moon. Like we were playing with John Mayer and the Goo Goo Dolls and like, you know, just everybody and anybody kind of in those mid 2000s 
you know, mm. years I, I probably opened for. And, um, and so, yeah, um, we did that for, for a bunch of years, um, just as a pop band. And then in 2011, I think, um, a bunch of stuff kind of happened and the brakes got thrown on with all of it and the band kind of split up and I decided to, I kind of left it alone and Joey and I were left kind of thinking, how oh, do we want to do this anymore? And Joey didn't want to do it. I was working at the church still and, uh, had met my wife and we were having a baby and, uh, it's like, man, maybe I'm done with this band stuff. And then I came and met some people in Nashville in the Christian space. And I'd always been in church and been a worship leader. I thought, well, maybe this could work. And so I eventually signed a deal with, um, Warner brothers and, and word records mm -hmm. like in 2000, they sent me a deal maybe in 2011 or 12. It took me a long time to sign it and, and then three more years to make the record, but they wanted me to keep mm. the name stars go dim. So now I'm 37. I turned 37 Tuesday and I'm still in a band called stars go dim, which is crazy <laughs> that I started when I was 21 or 22. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a really crazy ride, but here I am playing Christian pop music, um, kind of in a different, a different place and have a bunch of kids and been married a decade. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of people in and out of the band and now it's just me and I hire a bunch of people to play with me just to kind of depending on what it is. But, yeah. um, I'm releasing now my third record with, um, what's now curb records cause they bought us from Warner brother and word. Um, mm. so yeah, it's just, every day doing it a little bit more yeah that's awesome so how did how did you all get how did you get your name stars go dim um in that 2007 kind of space we were trying to come up with names and we didn't we didn't know we were a band so like yeah. joey and i even at the time um like we were kind of like just writing songs and then all of a sudden they started blowing up on myspace because mike was putting them out on myspace and um and then all of a sudden we're like, hey, we've got a show with Switchfoot. And we're like, what? You know? <laughs> and uh, and so um, we like accidentally kind of became a band. So we didn't, hadn't thought about names. We hadn't thought about like a lot of that stuff. So I thought, uh, you know, at the time, this is what I wanted to call the band. Do you guys remember the the movie Spinal Tap? Did you ever see that? It's like yes. this parody, parody kind of music documentary, mm -hmm. uh, you know? And... Uh, so I had this vision. I was like, oh, this is just a weird kind of writing project. Let's call the band Shh. Because I thought, I thought this is going to be like a one and done thing. And I could just picture like the red lips and like the finger, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, it's perfect concept record. Um, so really, it was like just a bunch of dumb names thrown in the hat and stars go dim stuck. And now I have to explain it to a bunch of Christian people everywhere. Uh, <laughs> so I came up with a good, I came up with a good Jesus kind of answer for it, you know, a few years ago. But now I'm like, hey, do you want the truth or do you want me to lie to yeah. you and give you a good story? Right. So, uh, but the reality is we just made it up when we were 22 years old. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, have you ever heard of the story from Bart from Mercy Me, how they got their name? Right, because of his grandma? Yeah. 
Yeah, That's nothing right, spiritual yeah. about it. <laughs> no, band names are dumb until they're not. You know what I mean? There's yeah, not yeah. one band name that's cool until like you fall in love with the band or the song or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, unless it's <laughs> like your name, the band. The right. Band. It's like, well, even David, the David Crowder band got away from that. And then, True, then yeah. it's just David Crowder now, right? Yeah. yeah. So who knows? <laughs> well, uh, this next segment is about some of your songs, uh, the stories behind them, the VH1 stories behind the songs. (laughs) Where are they now? Yeah, where are they? (laughs) No, the the first song uh, that that we want to know the story behind is You Are Loved. Yeah. So we wrote this song, I'm trying to think what year it would have been, probably in 2014, 2013, somewhere around there. And, um, honestly we'd written, it was me, a guy named Kyle Williams, who's from, uh, Tulsa. Um, he, who, he plays guitar for, um, we are messengers now. And, uh, it's another Christian band. Um, Mm -hmm. and then a guy named Jeff Zegan in California, a guy named Jeff Soika who lived in California, but lives here in town now. And I still work a lot with Jeff Soika. He did my whole last Uh, upcoming record we did it Mm. together so we wrote this song and we wrote two songs um i don't know if in one day or two days and like really feeling like very like 80s kind of in the moment we wrote this song and and i honestly when we were choosing songs for the record i didn't think it was gonna make the record period like i just Mm -hmm. thought it was too simple like it just wasn't striking me you know that strongly and um, you know, which shows how much I know about anything. So a few people came to me like, Hey, you need to circle back around on this thing. So I came back to it and I kind of rewrote the verses and, um, and put it together into basically the, the form that you heard it on the record. And then it wound up becoming the first single. Um, and so it was very much a song that like the story and significance of the song kind of came after. Um, which is really interesting mm-hmm. because I thought it was too simple. I really yeah. did. And turned out it was like the perfectly, you know, simplistic message people needed to hear um, and just um, impacted people in a really big way. Crazy part about that song is how long it took. So we released that in um, like June of 2015, and it took almost a year for it to peak at radio. Um, mm. which is a long, long time. And then yeah. um, and then it was, I mean, one of the biggest songs of 2016. So its mm. life was really well over like a year and a half, you know, almost two years, um, yeah. which is awesome, but also tough when you're um, a new band and yeah. trying to get new music yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, you guys only know one, one of our songs. Um, but... It it's just been kind of incredible because the song honestly just changed the course of my life. And and so now after seeing the need for people to hear that message, it's kind of what a lot of my songs have been about, about worth and value and identity. Um, it's what I speak on and kind of talk about mm-hmm. a lot in my shows. And um, and so I, I've really leaned into that, you know, the last seven years or so um, really, really hard because I believe it's still um, a really, really important, uh, topic for us to talk about, especially within the church. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the next song 
is an, a newer song, and I believe it'll probably be on your new album. But yes, yeah. he does. Great yeah. song. This is the thank you, man. This is and my I can't newest I can't hit them notes either. I've tried I've tried in <laughs> the car on. and my son's like, Daddy, stop. <laughs> just just wait till the full record comes out. There's some songs that are gonna blow that one out of the water range wise, uh, <laughs> which I'm pumped about. But uh, this song, honestly, in its most basic story form, is just a response of the last couple of years. I think we've all felt loss. We've all kind of um, walked through some sort of um, pain or something. You know, for me, it was like Mm -hmm. being unemployed for a year, you know, and a half and, uh, you know, losing family members to COVID. You said you were really sick from COVID. I mean, we all, we all, um, felt, you know, some sort of major negative, um, I Mm -hmm. think with this, but at the same time, I found myself like also seeing the faithfulness of God and and going like, God, you're you're still showing up. Now it doesn't negate this this bad. It doesn't negate like the the hardship and the struggle. But every time I have these questions, are you are you still the God that you've always been? Are you still doing the same things you've always done? Like you mm-hmm. you're faithful. And so this song is really um, just a testament of that, of holding both of those spaces and being okay with that and knowing that God is still with you, that he's not done with you yet, that he's still pursuing you. And uh, so that's why I wanted it to be the first song off of this record. We've got a bunch of big old pop songs. Like if you're a Stars Go Dim fan and love like big pop songs, we got a ton. But I kind of started with this kind of soulful, almost ballad thing because i wanted to get that message out because i felt that it was a timely message yeah your other song um i think it's your newest single but this is love is yeah a fantastic song it is Thanks, it man. is amazing it is great so it's good stuff i appreciate that yeah i wrote that so, right here over zoom with a with a couple of swedish people after yeah. A week after I had COVID, so I would sleep. I slept on that couch for like twelve days, and yeah. I would get up. And for me, like to make sure it wasn't getting in my lungs, I would like sing something like stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't get from there to here without being, you know. I would walk to here, be like, oh, I can't, I can't do anything today, and I go back yeah. and sleep for like fourteen hours, you know. And yeah. <laughs> um, and I came up with that melody that like. Uh, thing uh while i had covid and then um the couple that i had written with they got engaged the night before and so we wrote Mm. over zoom just like this and um uh i just i love that song pumped about that song yeah Yeah. can't wait to hear it all so in this is this next piece we just let whoever we're interviewing build our listeners faith up by just telling a story or testimony that's maybe even recently happened. So mm-hmm. what is something that God has been doing or done in your life that you're willing to share with us? Oh gosh. I feel like, um, now I grew up like as, um, conservative Christian. Um, like I didn't, I didn't listen to popular music I, but I know like every Gaither song, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. like how good of a Christian I was when I was a kid. Right. And, um, yeah. 
And I think the older that I get, um, what I'm finding is I'm meeting God in kind of the everyday. And mm-hmm. I've got a friend of mine, and he's been really instrumental in my life. His name's Tim Timmons, and we've been doing a podcast together called The 10,000-Minute Experiment. We're about to actually release our second season. We changed the name to something. I don't, I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> I should know that. Uh, put in the show notes. Um, yeah. But uh, there was this practice that he does. This idea of spiritual practices was kind of new for me um, anyways. But um, uh, I, I've come to really like it. And there's this practice that he does um, where he breathes in, Jesus, breathe out. You have my attention. And it's just kind of this simple thing to say, like, God, show me where you're working in the everyday, in the mundane of my life. If I can do this band thing, and I can do this church thing, and I know what to say, and I, like, I've been doing this since I was born. Like, I've been Mm -hmm. walking this thing. Like, I've got this down, right? It can become monotonous and rote and all of those things. And, um, but but Jesus, you have my attention. Show me in all of the other moments in life where you're working. And as I get older, I think God just shows himself in um, in those spaces. And I'm learning to find him and see him in and through everything. And yeah. um, so in my conversations and, and in these moments, and, and so I'm just trying to be more mindful you know, of that. And I think it was a really great practice, especially over the last couple of years of, um, like we're talking with the Yes, He Does song. It's like one of the things and one of the ways I was able to see God's faithfulness was that I was able to change my perspective and um, and be able to say, okay, God, well, where are you working now? And how can I, how can I shift my attention to find, to find where you are um, instead of coming to kind of these same uh, routine places and things um, yeah. of, of finding you, and so that that has been a big kind of journey for me. I think um, in the last couple of years, and I know that's pretty kind of a little bit of, of a vague answer, but it's been one of the things that um, has been a growth. I think for me, um, and as yeah. honestly as I've gone through it, made me go a lot like this. Um, with with a lot of things, but it's made God so much bigger, I think, than um, than the boxes that I've always put Him in, and so that's an exciting journey that I think I'll probably continue to be on um, yeah. my whole life. Yeah, definitely. Well, appreciate it. It's so true on getting stuck in the the mundane, the, like I guess the routine of being a yeah. Christian and loving God. Like was raised in the church went to church, you know, eight days a week yeah. pretty much as a kid. <laughs> so it's yeah. so easy to just get into that mundane thing. And, and the constant reminder is, is great to great to put in front of you. Right. So what you shared just a little bit. So what, what can we expect for stars go dim for 2022? Yeah. So brand new record called grace in the wilderness. And I'm, really excited about these songs it's actually been done for over a year and so i've been waiting patiently for my label to put it out so you guys could hear it and um and still trying to be in love with the songs 
after this long. <laughs> but uh, and I am. I I I I still just love the songs. And so um, here in the coming kind of uh, weeks and months, I'll be on tour with new song for a bit. Uh, Sanctus Real and I and my friend Tim Timmons uh, are going mm-hmm. on tour in April and May. And then um, I'm not sure what I'm doing for the fall yet. We'll kind of see. Um, yeah. I imagine I'll do some of my own shows and and kind of see what touring opportunities come. The whole landscape has changed after COVID, and it's it's really different for a lot of us, especially in kind of the middle class of music. And yeah. so um, it just doesn't operate the same way. And so we're all trying to adjust and figure that out. And so... I'll probably do that a little bit more as the year goes, but you're going to get um, more music and, um, and I'll be around playing some shows. Awesome. awesome. Come out with a uh, Broadway show for the fall. Let's go. I know. <laughs> Don't tempt me. And we've got the podcast going. We're doing some really fun things with that. Um, even working on potentially some, like a radio show. And, and so I feel like, um, I write songs a lot for other people. So, um, so there's some of those songs coming out too, which I'm really excited about. And, um, so I feel like I don't do a whole lot sometimes if I'm not playing shows, you know, and gone. Um, but then I sit sit and think, it's like, Oh gosh, I've got like a thousand things going on all at one time, you know? So, uh, it's, it's fun to kind of see how God can use, um, all of it together. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, we definitely appreciate you taking your time and sitting down with us. Absolutely, man. I'm surprised you found Sweet Memorial. We're going oh, yeah. way back. <laughs> I, I even found good. the uh did y'all come did y'all have a Sweet Memorial Studios? Yeah. We okay. did. Uh we did like lessons and in, in things. Okay. I'm in my in my home studio here. If I turn the camera around, you'd see a bunch of you can kind of see some of the keyboards yeah. and stuff over here is like all guitars and amps in front of me and i've got a looks like a yeah. space station here in front of me but uh so i used to do um like recording out of that and we did okay. band lessons and stuff so we had this like strip center and we'd you know tick off all the neighbors because we made so much noise yep. all the time <laughs> but it was honestly kind of like a little hangout layer that we just all go you know chill in and then Paid a thousand bucks a month rent basically to have a cool place to hang out. So, oh fun. yeah, well, awesome. Thank you so much, Chris, for your time. Everybody, uh, go my out. Pleasure, guys. Go support Stars Go Dim, and they'll be coming to a city near you very soon. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you may listen to podcasts. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review. It'd be much appreciated, and it really helps us out. You can follow us on all social media platforms at Christian Music Guys. Thanks again. See you next week.